So we're live <laughs> once again on well my podcast show Josh Seven. So anyway, um, let's get the intro going, and I'll talk about what today's show is going to be about. There won't be a weekend show. I won't be doing the morning shows on the weekend. So, anyway, I bought something interesting today. Um, I decided to check out the comic book shop. Well, not the comic book shop, they have price books. And I found a couple cool books. I mostly found like two PC games. And cool two Batman glasses, which I really like. I thought they were really cool. And so I really like them. I thought they were. I got them for like good prices. If you ever find a half-price books, if you're like looking for like back issues for like good prices, you will find them. Um, I bought like a couple. I bought two books that were like a dollar. One was a dollar. One was a dollar fifty. And I thought it was a pretty good deal. I found like the the glasses I bought for like five bucks, and the one PC game which was a Nancy Drew game I found for like two dollars and the other I found for like five bucks as well so I walked out with I think for like it was like sixteen dollars so it was not a bad deal so uh, check out Half Price Books if you can find one near you Um, you'll find everything you you you're looking for good deals and stuff so good deals good steals so so anyway uh, the other game was Roller Coaster Tycoon 3, the Platinum Edition, which has like three games in one. Uh, that was the question I was asked. <laughs> um, the other, like, I forget the other Nancy Drew game. It was like something, something. Uh, one book was a Batman art book and the other one I forget what the other one was um, 
I think it's the man who, like, the deaths of Batman. I forget what it was. So. Anyway. This one's a pretty interesting article I found. I just. It sort of bugged me. Birds of Prey. Why Harley Quinn took Bad Girl's place on the DC team. More than any other character, Barbara Gordon is the center of the Birds of Prey. When Barbara Gordon was paralyzed from the waist down following the events of The Killing Joke, Gordon felt cut off from the high-flying life she once lived. Then, you know, she formed her own team, which was Canary, Huntress, and her... However, Barbara Gordon is nowhere to be found in the upcoming Birds of Prey film. Instead, Harley Quinn seemingly took her role as the team's ideological center of bringing together the team of disenfranchised women to find themselves. So, begs the question, why why is Harley Quinn uniting the team rather than Batgirl? I'll tell you why. DC does not want to take any chances with a new character. Harley Quinn is a very, very, very basic and boring character, unfortunately. I really don't find Harley that fascinating. At all. And you know, I, I look at this film and for me it just it just bothers me. There's something about this film. I just I I can't put my finger on it. And I look at this whole film and it's just not saying anything interesting. Yeah, I just, I don't I don't know what it is. I know there's people who are going to go see this film. And they're going to be like, I really like this film. I think it's great. It's going to be wonderful. Good for you. I mean, I'm, I'm happy you're going to see this film. You know. I'll be right back real quick. I had to take a break. <laughs> My furnace is like on and it's like freaking warm in this place and I, I'm trying to figure out who turned the furnace on. It's like 90 degrees, so hold on.
Anyway. There's been some interesting news revolving around DC and stuff. Um, most recently, the Crisis on Infinite Earths. I really don't want to talk about Birds of Prey because some people kind of get annoyed. <laughs> so, one thing that fascinates me about Crisis on Infinite Earths is... It will involve the classic Batman movie world. Movie world. And that is the Burton Batman. And also there's the first picture of... Burt Ward. But I think the reason they are involving... The Crisis on Infinite Earths. The Batman. Burton, Michael Keaton, Bruce Wayne. Is... Birds of Prey is connected to the Batman Tim Burton universe. Because if you remember in the Birds of Prey intro you had the Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman. You had the Michael Keaton type Batman showing up so yeah you're going to have Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne showing up in it I think it's really cool it's sort of like a way of showing what we're going to see and Burt Ward <laughs> was on set. <laughs> and it brings a smile to my face because the way he looks in it, he likes he looks happy that he's part of, you know, something that's sort of in a way carrying the the uh, Batman sixty six. I, I saw the the photo and I just smiled because <laughs> he's wearing the classic he lost some weight he lost a lot of weight because you know he was he, he lost some weight anyway he's wearing the Robin sweater <laughs> and he's walking the dog because Burt Ward loves dogs and it just made me smile, going like, wow, he's in this show. He's going to be representing the 60s Batman. <clears throat> you sound sick. I, uh, yeah, I kind of got sick yesterday. I was throwing up. I ate something really fucking bad. Here's, I, uh, here's the thing. I ordered, um, I ordered a pizza yesterday. Because I didn't feel like cooking. <laughs> and I ordered a Supreme Pizza. Here's the thing. I'm never ordering from Domino's Pizza ever again. Because I, I tried to call Pizza Hut. And they hung up on me. <laughs> they picked up the phone and hung up. 
And I'm thinking, like, you motherfuckers. <laughs> so I ended up, I ended up calling Domino's, and I was like, I like to have a Supreme Pizza, um, a Supreme Pan Pizza. They delivered, and it wasn't a Supreme Pizza. Instead, it was a veggie pizza. I looked, I'm like, this is not what I ordered, but I am not going to call them because the guy who delivered looked looked tired and really wanted to go home. (laughs) Plus, it was raining. It's fucking cold. It's been cold for a couple days, so I was like, I'm not going to call this dude, drag him back down here to take this pizza and bring me a Supreme pizza and stuff. I am not going to do that. So I was like, alright, it doesn't look that bad, has... Tomatoes, black olives, onion, mushroom, and why is spinach on there? I don't know. So I was like, fine, I'm gonna eat it. It's cause, you know, I ate a few, I ate a couple slices and I started throwing up. <laughs> I'm like, this tastes awful. They put more cheese on it than sauce, and I love cheese, but. Damn, I am not complaining, you know. So, I ended up throwing it up. (laughs) And it was just, it was awful. It was just an awful pizza. And I blame Pizza Hut for this. Even though I ordered from Domino's and Domino's delivered. But I wouldn't have been throwing up if Pizza Hut didn't hang up their damn phone. So... (laughs) I am never ordering from Domino's again. That was just gross. It was disgusting. And they messed up my order. So, take my advice. Never order a veggies pizza. Especially a veggies pan pizza. I don't know. I don't know why the... The crust and stuff tasted like garlic butter. I don't know why. It just... It's weird. Anyway. So... I don't know how I went from talking about Burt Ward's Robin to, like, pizza. Yeah. It's been cold. Robin reveals Batman has spoiler hidden in the cave. Uh, I'm reading something about Super Sons, you know, blah, 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 blah. I'm reading something about something about. <laughs> I'm reading a spoiler that uh, Batman has hidden something in the cave. Why does John look older than Clark? Uh, older. Why does John look older than Damien? Gold kryptonite. Gold kryptonite. Kryptonite puberty.
Wait, why is John a teenager? Wasn't he and Damien like the same age? It makes no sense. John being older than Damien. some news articles that makes no sense um yeah my furnace just kicked on I gotta see what what the weather temperature is outside cause it's like like I was out for a while my ears got cold 46 degrees holy shit <laughs> oh it's alright my love I understand damn it's 40 something degrees and tonight's gonna drop to th- Drop to 30s. Oh, shit. And, man, nonstop rain. I look forward to that. Man, it is cold. <laughs> so, this one's pretty, this one's pretty funny. Um, this involves an actress that I don't really like. Named Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston of Friends blames Marvel movies for the lack of good roles. <laughs> Less than a week after the Academy Award winning director Martin Scorsese made a controversial statement denouncing Marvel films as theme parks instead of cinema, which he has a point. He has a point. I mean, I, I like Marvel movies as much as the next person. I like Guardians of the Galaxy. and The thing about it is, the reason why people are saying it's a controversial statement is because people who see these films are like, these films have to be nominated for Academy Awards. Black Panther. Endgame. Like, everybody has to put these movies as, like, they have to be nominated for Academy Awards or how amazing they are. And the truth is, they're just popcorn flicks. Like, I seen Black Panther in theaters. It wasn't really that entertaining. I actually got bored by watching it. I just sat there like, this is a boring fucking film. It is boring. I I don't know how people say that Black Panther is a really good, entertaining film. And you just sit there and you can, like drive trucks through the plot holes of what the fuck's going on. It's a boring film. I'm sorry. 
you know, and people are like, this is the big, you know, this film's huge, this film's big. There's a black director, a black cast. You know what had a black cast? The color purple. Just saying. Most Tyler Perry movies, it's like, most Tyler Perry movies have a black cast, a black director, a black crew, black producers. You know, I don't, I don't know why people are saying like this film is like the biggest deal. It's like the first black superhero. Uh, we got black. Uh, let's see, we got uh, Steel, Shaquille O'Neal, uh, Blade. It's apparently people forget about Blade. How do you forget about Wesley Snipes? Um, Catwoman. Uh, let's see. Um, Fantastic Four. Michael B. Jordan was, you know, Johnny Storm. I, I don't know how, but, you know. But anyway. Um, let's see. Uh, what else? Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, and I'm happy people got to see Black Panther film. I'm pretty sure most of them never read a Black a Black Panther comic. You know, the funny thing about it is, like, people are saying, like, this has the, you know, black cast, black director, you know. What about Luke Cage? <laughs> I don't count Lucy Liu as a black director, though. She's Asian, so. People like racist. It was, you know, so cliche. It was. Yeah. And the funny thing about it, there's a funny moment in the film. I remember I got so many dirty looks besides my Make America Read Again shirt. <laughs> was the part where he goes to the tree of life. I guess that's what it is. And he's, he meets his father and his ancestors. I saw that. I was just like, wasn't it in The Lion King? That was in The Lion King. That was... The whole fight thing was The Lion King. You know, Simba has to fight to take over his throne to be the Lion King. Black Panther has to fight a relative to take over the throne to be the King of Wakanda. <laughs> it was entirely Lion King. The whole plot was The Lion King. Oh my god. <laughs> they took the whole plot of Lion King and just like, we're going to make this a Black Panther superhero film. Do you think people will notice? Nah, fuck them. They don't know the difference. <laughs> I, I saw that. I was just like, i seen that film before. And all of a sudden... I walk out of the theater, and I'm thinking, like, where did I see that film before? All of a sudden, I get to the park, and I'm like, son of a bitch. They took that from The Lion King. <laughs> I'm going to piss off a lot of Marvel fans. <laughs> but, you know... The, but the point is, I bet Martin Scorsese saw the film but thought, like, this film got nominated for an Oscar? So, I, you know, and the funny thing about it is, like, people get mad at me because how I always go, like, 
you know, Stan Lee pretty much ripped off Batman's look. <laughs> like, everyone got mad at me. And was just like... They took... They took a good character and they sort of like ripped off, you know, Batman, put in Black Panther. It was just sort of like, I, I laugh at it because it's like, like he had the cape. Like, I'm not making this up. Like, if you ever look at the first Black Panther appearance, he had a cape. It, it sort of has like that Batman look. So anyway... Jennifer Aniston. She was in a movie uh, I saw on Netflix called Murder Mystery. It's her and Adam Sandler. It's on Netflix. I saw it and it was like really. It's a really funny, good film. I love the Agatha Christie reference at the end. It's a very Agatha Christie comedy murder mystery. I I highly recommend it if you've never got to see it. It's a really good film and. I, I hope Adam Sandler makes a sequel <laughs> to that film because I really enjoyed it. I, I I really laughed and really enjoyed the film. And I know he's gonna be like in a. I think he's gonna be in like some movie that involves like Salem and the witch trial and stuff. It's like a comedy. I forget what it's called. I gotta look it up real quick. I. I seen the film Murder Mystery and I laugh at the library scene <laughs> where they're being chased and he's like cracking jokes about a library and body in the library but it's murder in the library or something. Hmm. Where is that film he's doing? Um... No, that's not it. I think it's I think it's Kevin James is going to be in it. I forget. It's Kevin James. And I'm not. I'm most likely not going to see it because I'm not. Oh, here it is. Oh, it's going to be out next year. Damn, I thought it was going to be out this year, but it's called um, Hubie Halloween, which is written by Adam Sandler, starring. Adam Sandler and Kevin James. The plot is about a good nature but eccentric community volunteer named Hubie Dubis <laughs> who finds himself in the center of a real murder case on Halloween despite devotion to his hometown of Salem, Massachusetts. Legendary for its Halloween celebration, Hubie is figure of mockery for kids and adults alike. gonna be out next year man that sucks I thought it'd be out this year but anyway Aniston also Jennifer Aniston also weighed in on some of the negative opinions about Marvel films the former Friends star never seen Friends by the way has a has gone on to a long career of films and popular sitcoms that went off sitcom that went off the air 15 years ago Wow, it's been 15 years since that show's been off the air. Huh, well. 
and blamed the success of Marvel films as diminishing the amount of good dramatic roles out there for actors. I've seen her in some dramatic films. She sucks. <laughs> she is not. She is not a good actress. I'm sorry. She's good at doing comedy. Because nobody could take her serious. Anderson is set to star in the upcoming Apple Plus series. Television series. The Morning Show with Reese Witherspoon and Steve Carell. Wait, Steve Carell's going to be in that show? I was hoping he would do The Office. <laughs> Again. About a long-time morning show anchor who is forced to deal with uncertain new world when her longtime anchor partner is fired for allegations of sexual misconduct. So they're doing a show about Matt Lauer. <laughs> so that's what they're basically doing. They're doing a show about Matt Lauer's career. Huh. That's interesting. She said in an interview with Variety promoting the new series, when she was asked about returning to television after more than a decade. Well, technically it's not going to be on television as a streaming show. I mean, I have an Apple iPhone. I I doubt I'll get the Apple Plus. Because <laughs> they don't have anything really interesting on there for me to watch. Um, it's pretty hard to find shows nowadays when you think about it to watch. Um, you know what I mean? Like, most people are, like, cutting off. Like, I gotta talk about this one. Um, I have cable. And I have some streaming platform subscriptions like the DC Universe. Boomerang, WWE, Network. Um, I mostly get the WWE Network just to watch like old WCW shows. That's pretty much what I got it for. Um, and the thing about it is like people are going to streaming services. Like I know I'm going to cut off cable probably later this year because there's nothing really on. But I mostly got it just to watch the news, and that's basically what I got it for, is just like to watch the news and stuff. It, it kind of makes no sense, but yeah, I got it for the news. And I do watch some like travel channel shows, because I like watching Travel Channel Network. And I, I know I'm probably going to cut off the cable, because when you look at it, there is like really nothing on television anymore. There isn't really anything out there that can keep me invested in having cable. So, I mean, like, you have a lot of things, like, you have the HBO Max that's coming, which is going to be, like, the huge streaming platform that most people are going to get because you get HBO, you get all these Time Warner Media-owned networks. <clears throat> And you have Disney Plus, which has Hulu, which is kind of crooked on Disney's part, because 
most people people are going to buy it either way so so you have all these streaming platforms and most people are going to go with those because they're cheaper they are they are really cheaper when you think about it and you you have so many things out there there's going to be you know a lot of options do I think the Apple Plus streaming thing is going to be successful? Honestly, no. In my opinion, it's not going to be successful because there is nothing that stands out to people what they want. There's nothing really investing for people to watch. You know, you have HBO Max, which has DC, you know, Universe, which a lot of people got because there's a lot of shows on there. I mean, old shows and some new shows. I wish they'd put more new shows on for people to sort of, like, watch and invest in. For me, I, I like... The boomerang thing, because I like watching old cartoons. Scooby-Doo, Looney Tunes. Mostly Scooby-Doo. <laughs> so, I mean, the the prices of everything's going to be kind of high once the, all these streaming things come in, because most people will be like, you know, testing each one out to see which one they like more. I mean, I know I'm going to like... The HBO Max, because HBO Max is going to have The Watchmen show. Which I'm going to give it a chance. Am I going to like it? I don't know. But I wish there was other networks. Like I I like CW, because I want to see some of the Arrowverse shows. But I wish CW would have a streaming platform. Um, did you watch the Nancy Drew show on CW? I watched it. I did not like it. <laughs> I did not like the Nancy Drew CW show. I don't know why. It felt like Riverdale light again. It had that it had that look of like this. Somebody from fucking Riverdale made it. <laughs> Plus, I did not want to see Nancy Drew have sex with Ned. I didn't want to see that. It's weird. It's creepy. But. A lot of these streaming platforms, people are going to either... They're going to keep it or they're going to drop it. I am going to give Disney Plus a chance. Am I, am I going to like it? I I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to watch some of the Star Wars stuff because Star Wars is lame. Uh, am I going to watch a lot of the Disney original shows? Why the hell would I watch High School Musical the series? <laughs> Am I going to watch some of the Marvel stuff? Um, I don't know. I mean, What If sounds pretty good. You know, I mean, if they're going to do an episode with Iron Man with Robert Downey Jr. doing the voice, I will watch it. <laughs> so, a lot of these HBO, a lot of these streaming platform shows and networks seem pretty good, but when it comes to Apple Plus... I, I don't think they're going to do great. 
I look at these shows on Apple Plus. Let's let's throw it up and take a look. Apple TV Plus. Okay. Hmm. Alright, upcoming original programs. They got two original series, which is Carpool Karaoke, the series. I don't know who watched that. Planet of the Apps, <laughs> which didn't last long after one season. Alright. Here's some of the shows they have. Dickinson, which is about Emily Dickinson. Mm, never heard of her. <laughs> Let's see. For All Mankind, a science fiction series. Ghost Rider Reboot. I never heard of it. <laughs> the Morning Show, which we talked about, which has been... Which has two seasons already. They renewed the show for two seasons, so they have like complete faith in the show. Hmm. Snoopy in space. Wait, they got a Snoopy show coming? Damn. I might I like that. C a book, see, which is a science fiction drama. Oprah's Book Club, y'all. You're going to get some Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> Who the fuck cares what Oprah recommends? Servant. Truth be told, amazing stories. Calls. Central Park Defending Jacob Foundation Home Home Before Dark <laughs> Okay Little America Little Voice Damn, they got like several names rhyming up <laughs> Master of Air They really have a lot of shows that make no sense. Like, all right, here's another one. They're 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 doing, and one we will tie into the next article of the next thing we're going to be talking about. Let me load up the other one. So. So anyway, uh, Simon Kimberg and David Wells science fiction series. Damien Chalzez drama series. Oprah Winfrey and Prince Harry's mental health docu series. Here's the thing. 
Uh, one, I don't like Prince Harry or any of the royal monarchy family. They are useless. They are completely useless individuals. I mean, they're being paid to sit on their ass and do nothing and travel across the world on people's dime. And they're being paid to do things. It's like, what are you paying these people to do? I'm just being honest. Like, what are you what are you paying these people? And here's the thing, I don't give a shit what Oprah Winfrey says. Is mental health is mental health really important to talk about? Yeah. I mean you look at the uh, Joker movie brings up a huge discussion of mental health and mental well-being. But I don't want Oprah Winfrey to preach about it and then she go like I have this mental health issues and it's like bitch you really don't have any problems. You're wealthy. The only thing you have that is a problem is your egotistical attitude. I mean, starting your own religion and your own magazines and your website and your book club. Telling people that they need to do the same things that you do. It's like, fuck off. And next one. The Untitled Brie Larson CIA Drama Series. Brie Larson's getting her own show. I didn't even know she could do comedy or drama. Apparently she... I didn't even know she can act. I mean, she has the charisma and facial reactions of wet gravel. There is nothing great about Brie Larson. I didn't even know she can emote emotions. So, we're getting into the next article. Brie Larson talks about critics stating Brie Larson states she doesn't have time for her critics in a new interview. (laughs) The Captain Marvel actress Brie Larson pretends she doesn't know about her critics in a new interview while speaking with Variety. Damn, Variety people have like a lot of time to talk to idiots. <laughs> Larson answered with a very leading comments from the Access Media magazine. When she was asked about when Variety's Kate Arthur commented These are horrible comic fans who were rooting against it because it had a woman lead character. Um, Let's see. uh, People don't have a problem with female-led comic book films. We had the X-Men, Wonder Woman, Suicide Squad, uh, let's see, what else? Uh, yeah, pretty much those are it. But uh, Let's see, Catwoman. The only reason people didn't like Catwoman was because 
It didn't follow the accuracy of the comic book film. It said they just created a new character and called her Catwoman. And really didn't fit in. So, when people are talking, the Avengers film, totally forgot about that. Because they have um, Black Widow. (laughs) Which they're finally given a solo film. I mean, if you made a Black Widow solo film after, like, Avengers or Avengers Age of Ultron, people would have been for it. People would go see it because she's a cool character. Not cool as Catwoman, but she's a cool character. But the reason why people did not like Captain Marvel is because they don't want to be lectured or preached at. Brie Larson is a bitch. She preaches at people. She bullies people. She tries to act like she's a regular human being, but she comes off as a robot. People don't like Brie Larson. She's a self-entitled, egotistical person. Which I know some people who are SJW or liberal would be like, that's normal. But to normal people outside of it, that's like, it's annoying. It's annoyance. Brie Larson is a very annoying person. They just don't like her attitude, her self-entitled attitude. And I hate people who act like they're self-entitled. Self-entitled people need to be told off. And Brie Larson needs to be told off. But anyway. Because it has a woman lead character. And because of your politics. Politics has nothing to do with it. Brie Larson's the one who brings up politics. So. People made YouTube videos about wanting this movie to bomb. It did bomb. This film did not do great. (laughs) There is a lot of reports of people not in the theater seeing this film. Disney. Why do you think Disney's been taking a while to make this film? To make this sequel? Because it didn't do great. And I know Kevin Feige, Kevin Feige has a thing going with Brie Larson, which a lot of people are saying that they have some sort of romantic attraction to each other. Mostly Feige. I mean, you look at Kevin Feige, he is a creepy bastard. <laughs> but why do you think Disney isn't really pulling the trigger on doing a sequel? Because it didn't do great. Why do you think they automatically like made a deal with Spider-Man? Sony and Spider-Man. Because they needed a movie that can make money. Has name value. Has an actor that people like. Because people want to go see this film. I mean, Tom Holland seems like a nice person. 
well, I should say a kid. He seems like a nice kid. But Brie Larson isn't really likable. They don't want to... I have not, I've never seen a lot of people take photos with her. You know. I'm sure if there's like one photo of her like with a little kid, she goes, oh, let me hold that little kid. And then she smiles for the camera. Ew, take it back. I don't want it. <laughs> That's what she kind of comes off as. <laughs> Larson responded, They did? Oh, I didn't even know, she added. I don't have the time for it, you know? Things that I have extra time for to really look at are like, am I eating healthy food? Am I drinking water? Am I meditating? Have I called my mom today? If you don't remember those things, um, you should go see a doctor. That's what I think. <laughs> if you don't have... If you're asking these, yourself these questions, go see a doctor. Are you eating healthy food? I don't know. Are you drinking water? I hope so. You need The body needs water. Am I meditating? <laughs> Bitch, I don't know. Have I called my mom today? I hope you called your mom. So she could be asking... Did you slap the stork <laughs> that delivered me? <laughs> so, she would add, most recently, I guess maybe it's because of Captain Marvel. I've had a lot of journalists be like, how often do you Google yourself? I'm like, I never Googled myself. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you never Googled yourself because I Googled you and there's a lot of people who don't like you. Especially the Reddit community. Yeah. So anyway. I'll be honest. This bitch does not have a sense of humor. <laughs> I mean, when she even... Like, there's a f video of her, like, smiling. It looks painful. <laughs> she continued, I have genuinely never needed to look at the internet to explain to me who I am. I am extremely committed to that in my day-to-day -day life. There is really nothing more pleasurable to me than observing my mind and interrogating myself. Um, hold on. Why did you... That makes no sense. That makes no sense at all. 
who, like, who would say that to themselves? Interrogate myself. Why would you look into your mind and interrogate yourself? Anybody who says what she just said was so genius is basically... I think you're all fucked in the head. (laughs) Anybody who really thinks that is just that. I love that quote, by the way, because if anybody ever said that to me, like if I ever hypothetically had daughters, and I'd be like, what did you guys do today? I looked at myself's mind and interrogated myself. I would basically say to them is basically this. I think you're all fucked in the head. I would. I would say that. No, most people would be like, don't say that to your kids. I would. Because if I heard that, that'd scare the shit out of me. I'd be like, all right, I'm getting you guys to church. We're going we're gonna to have a pastor talk to you too. The pastor's going to talk to you. And I'm going to look up a psychiatrist. <laughs> because... That statement alone is giving ammunition ammunition to people who say that you're not right in the head. I mean, I know Brie Larson lives in this giant bubble along with Jared Leto called an ego. They say to themselves, we can't do wrong. We can't do anything wrong. You're just right. And hearing this, you're asking yourself, is this why Marvel probably is never going to do a sequel to this film? I mean, they're doing the TV series of Miss Marvel. Kamala Khan. Is that why they're doing a TV show? Because they know this film franchise with Brie Larson isn't really going to fly. I mean, you look at the press interviews that she did with um, Jeremy Renner or Chris Hemsworth and Don Cheadle. They did not like being around her. You know why they didn't like being around her? Is basically this. She gives answers that make no fucking sense. And she gives this egotistical attitude of self-entitlement. That she's right. They're wrong. She's great. They're bad. People are not going to see a film that if you're going to do an interview and you come off as the biggest asshole in the entire world. I mean, 
There is this one interview Bruce Willis did for Red 2. He acted like a total dick to a reporter. And you know what happened with Red 2? That film fucking bombed. Because people saw this interview and people heard people like Kevin Smith talk about this. And look what happened to Bruce, Bruce Willis. He never <laughs> rebounded. Yet Sylvester Stallone called him greedy and lazy. People just... I mean, Bruce Willis did bounce back. He did do Death Wish. I prefer the Charles Bronson version. Never go against the classics, man. People really... Didn't want to see a third film. I mean, they were going to do a TV series, but they never did it. But... People just didn't... Don't People don't like celebrities with these attitudes and stuff. And uh, the sad thing is Red Red 1 and Red 2 were really good films. It's just when you see Bruce Willis in an interview, you're like, I don't ever want to hang out with Mr. Moonlight. <laughs> he was in a show, by the way. He was in a show called Moonlight, which was not really that good. Moonlighting. A dramatic comedy nobody really wanted this <laughs> I'd seen the show once and it just wasn't <laughs> I prefer Remington Steel because at least Pierce Bronsman's Pierce Bronsman has charisma and attitude So, Rumors Disney wants to buy Spider-Man outright from Sony for $4 billion. Damn. Do I think they... Do I think Disney could buy Spider-Man outright for $4 billion? I... There's a part of me that's kind of split. Part of me wants to see them buy Spider-Man. There's a part of me that I really don't want to see them do it. Because if they do, that means... I mean, if they did right now, it'd be great because they would probably cancel Morbius with Jared Leto in it. But the bad thing is, yeah, Venom, which is going in the right direction. Andy Circus, I think is his name. Serkins. I forget his name, is directing. And there's like rumors of it possibly being rated R. I'm just like, do it. 
Rated R Venom. Go for it. There's a lot of things I'd like to see. But at the same time, you really don't want to see it because they're Sony's going to be doing the Into the Spider-Verse sequel and they got spin-off TV series happening and you really don't want to see it, but you want Spider-Man to stay in the MCU for a bit longer. There's a lot of people who are like, Disney should just buy outright buy Sony. Um, one, they can't. <laughs> Monopoly laws. Monopoly laws and stuff. They can't buy just a whole other studio. Because it's not fair to the other studios like Paramount, Universal, and Warner Brothers. But at the same time, you want to see them have Spider-Man in their world. Rumors of DC discussing a standalone Two-Face movie after the success of Joker. They're going to try to do what they can with any villain. (laughs) They're like, let's do Lex Luthor. No, no, no. Let's do Two-Face. Do I think they could do a Two-Face standalone film? Honestly, no. They can't. I don't think it'd work. The only way I could see Two-Face working in a film without Batman is if Two-Face is in Joker 2. I could see that working. I could see Two-Face showing up in Joker sequel and... You know, he's like already scarred and burned. And it's like revealed after... The riots at the end of Joker films, spoiler alert, spoilers for people, you've never seen it. Two-Face is like trying to escape and all of a sudden he gets, you know, trapped by these other, you know, thugs who are part of the riot. They beat the shit out of him and they burn his face. All of a sudden he wants to go after them. I can see that working. Anyway, um, that's kind of how I see it working. But anyway, Warner Brothers are thinking about what's to, what to do next in the, since the villain-centric movie independent of any comic canon is providing profitable. The studio is considering duplicating the formula with another Batman villain. That being Two-Face. I I honestly don't see Two-Face working in a standalone film. I could be wrong. I mean, when I first heard about the Joker film, I thought, eh, it ain't gonna work. <laughs> then I heard who's gonna be playing it. I thought, Joaquin Phoenix? Go on. I, I can see it working. But if you get the right actor... Say, Jake Gyllenhaal as Two-Face. Because Gyllenhaal can play really good characters. And, you know, he's the same way as Joaquin Phoenix. He could be a method actor. 
He could play a you know character like Nightcrawler. Uh, Nightcrawler, I can see working. If they get like, um, let's get who I'm thinking of. I forget the the director of Nightcrawler. I know he, the director of Nightcrawler, Danny Gilroy. Danny Gilroy is a great writer director. Uh, the second film he directed, like Velvet Buzzsaw, was like shit. That was a shitty movie. I I watched it and it was just like this is a bad film. <laughs> and I wasn't alone. I was like criticizing how shitty the film was. There was like a lot of people who were like, "Man, this is a bad film." I'm just like, "I know, right?" Like it's a really bad film. But um yeah, he he did Nightcrawler, and he I think he wrote like a bunch of I forget what other films he he wrote like The Born Legacy with his twin brother John Gilroy, and John Gilroy was involved in. Uh, let's see what other films he was involved in. He was involved in Suicide Squad. Unfortunately, poor guy. Went from Michael Clayton to Born Legacy to Suicide Squad. <laughs> anyway, anyway, yeah. Um, like, I could see Gilroy, like, getting involved in Two-Face. He was involved in a comic book film before. He was involved in the Superman Lives with Tim Burton and Nicolas Cage. Uh, he did an interview interview with it and with John Schnepp, who made the Death of Superman Lives. What happened? And he kind of went like his ideas for Superman was cutting edge, in my opinion. It was very different, like really good, but very different. His ideas of it was Superman, Clark Kent. Having these powers, but not knowing where he's from, and he does like all this research, trying to find people who are like him, who have all these powers and don't understand what happened to them. How do they? How do they become who they are? And I thought, like, that's genius. Like, all of a sudden, like Clark Kent's at uh, Luthor Lex Tower, Lex Tower, and stuff, and. He shows up and he sees this spaceship and he gets like sick and, you know, going through all these symptoms and stuff and he finds out that he's from Krypton and he's an alien. And that is like, and plus they have like Superman, Superman having anxiety, like he can hear everything and he has all these anxiety symptoms and he really can't control himself. Like That's genius. That's like, you're tapping into the Superman psyche. And you kind of got to see that in Smallville, which was pretty damn cool, you know. And for me, I thought, like, man, he'd be great to do a superhero film. 
But I could see him doing Two-Face. Writing, directing Two-Face. Have Jake Gyllenhaal play Two-Face. Even if a lot of people are like, he played Mysterion. Or Mysterio, whatever his name is. Um, so, <laughs> what stops him from doing another comic book film? Comic book film. We got to see Tom Hardy go from Bane to Venom. I wish they let him do the voice of Venom. You know, like, would you imagine... Uh, you think darkness is your ally? You merely adopted the dark. I was born in it. Molded by it. I would have loved to seen him do the voice of Venom. All of a sudden, like, Venom starts talking. He sounds like Bane from The Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> that would be the most brilliant fucking thing ever. I wish somebody would do, like, a video of Venom. Just have Tom Hardy's Bane dubbed in when talking. <laughs> that would be brilliant. I I would have I would be laughing hysterically. Yeah, the Gilroys were involved in the um, the Bourne films and stuff, which is really cool. Um, I I did watch like a lot of the Jason Bourne films, like. Born Identity, Born Supremacy, Born Ultimatum, and Born Legacy, and the Jason Bourne film was like boring. It was like too late, too little, too late to make a sequel, you know. But I look forward to seeing Treadstone, October fifteenth. I look forward to it. Um, do I think they'll ever do another Jason Bourne type film? No. I I just I don't really want to see them do another sequel. I don't know why, but I'd rather see them do a video game again. They did do a video game which was the Born Conspiracy which I played. I played the video game. It wasn't bad. It was just so basic. Like, yeah. But Anyway, back to Two Face. Do I think it will? They'll do a Two Face type film. I don't know, but you know, if they're thinking about doing Two Face, just throw him in Joker. Like he used to be a Gotham. You know, he used to be the district attorney until that night when Arthur started the riot and stuff, and Arthur and you know a bunch of people rioting support him. You know, the Joker idea. Attacks Harvey Dent at the uh, Wayne... The Thomas Wayne... Uh, you know... Mayor, Thomas Wayne for mayor thing. And they just beat up Harvey Dent so badly and they scarred his face and he wants to get revenge on Arthur and his, his Joker persona and wants to kill him. That'd be really cool. Or, in a way, in my mind, I sort of picture it like the mob people who were, the mafia people who were, like, connected to Thomas Wayne wants to take out Arthur for taking out Thomas. So they call in Dent, and they meet at a a warehouse, and... 
Two-Face gets the rundown. But he says to a mafia boss, Say the name that you called me before in the media. And the mob boss is like, I don't know what you're talking about. And Dent's like, don't lie. I know what you called me. But I want to hear it from you. Directly from you in front of me. And the mob mob boss goes, Two-Face? And Harvey's like, correct. And Harvey pulls out a gun and just blows his brains out in front of the other mob bosses and go like, don't ever cross me. Like, that would be brilliant. That would be so damn brilliant. I would be like, man, that is a great scene. (laughs) But imagine... Jake Gyllenhaal taking Harvey Dent, the character in Two-Face, and sort of molding it the way he wants to play him. You know, like, Heath Ledger, God rest his soul, made Joker, his Joker, his way. And he took, like, I remember someone said, like, he took like makeup and started like practicing to get to the look that he wants that he sort of feels comfortable with. And he had his journal, started writing down all these things and really taking notes of like how he wants to play Joker and how what inspirations from film, photographs, music and really made the Joker his thing. I would love to see Jake Gyllenhaal do that. I mean, we had to see Joaquin Phoenix and Todd Phillips work on Joker. And I know Joaquin Phoenix did more. I'm not discrediting Todd Phillips. But Joaquin Phoenix got everything down from the mannerisms to the walking. The way he's like hunched over and it's like really uncomfortable. Look. I would love to see Gyllenhaal take Two-Face, Harvey Dent, and sort of mold it to make it the way he wants to play it. Like, I know he played Mysterion or Mysterio or whatever. And I just don't believe he had really input on how to play the character. Because if you ever look at him in interviews, he sort of doesn't want to be there. He just doesn't look happy. I don't know if it's true, but he just sort of has that look of like, why am I here? <laughs> why am I in this film? I I just, I wish he would, I wish they would do a Two-Face. Now I'm kind of hoping they do a Two-Face in Joker film and just bring in Hall to play Harvey Dent Two-Face. I think it would be really great film. It'd be a film I would want to see. I I didn't get to see Joker. But some of the scenes that they uploaded on like Twitter and looking at it, I want to see it. I'm just not going to see it in theaters because people in the media today made it like fearful to go to the stu- go to a theater and stuff to see the film. 
but I will see it when it comes out on DVD or Blu-ray. I will buy it. I will watch it and really just enjoy it at home. <laughs> um, so, anyway. Matt Damon is Two-Face. Harvey Dent Two-Face. Oh, God, no. I don't want to see Matt Damon play Harvey Dent Two-Face. He'd just be a whiny, bitchy person. <laughs> it just It's true, though, you know? Batwoman, the CW's Batwoman premiere viewership way down compared to Arrow and The Flash. No shit. <laughs> no kidding. Nobody wanted to see it. Nancy Drew's series will have a new version of everyone. Um, yeah, that's what bugged me. Like, they changed the characters and stuff. I just, I really didn't like it. I, I don't like change. Tom Hiddleston and Clark Gregg support the Save Daredevil campaign. CW sends a breach of notice to Star Trek fan film, Exaner. You see, I, that always bugs me. It's like, the reason C CBS did it is because the people who made that fan film actually love Star Trek and know Star Trek. And they made it ten times better than the one that they spent a million dollars on, on CBS. But this article, this story, caught my attention. And involves, involves an old friend. An old buddy. Someone who's a yellow sponge character. And his name is Bob. SpongeBob. And the rest of his friends in Bikini Bottom. This article, this story that I'm about to read, I am not making it up. This is a true, true article. University of Washington professor Holly M. Barker calls SpongeBob SquarePants a racist, violent colorization. The University of Washington professor recently penned an article on the Compentary Pacific declaring SpongeBob a racist, violent colorization and the unsetting SpongeBob SquarePants and his legacy of violence on Bikini Bottom. Abstract writes Barker. Barker writes SpongeBob SquarePants and his friends play a role of normalizing the Settler, Connell, sorry, she's basically, as my neighbor's going fucking crazy outside, I don't know what, but who cares, erasing the ancestral Bikinian people from non-fictional homeland. Oh, she's talking about how Spongebob takes, <laughs> is taken somebody's home. Oh, she wrote, 
taking the Indonesian land while erasing the ancestral Bikinian people from their non-fictional homeland. What do I know, right? She continues, The article exposes completely popular culture maintaining American military people on the ocean land and stuff. Uh, reading this article, how she My cat opened the door. I am not making this up. I put in this ghost thing, which makes a lot of noise. And my cat, the reason, of, the reason I do it is because to scare the cat, because she will open the pantry door just to lay in there. I don't know why. My cat is a very weird person. Campus reform. Uh... Celian Ryan reports Barker's right in the article. She learned to open the door. Aw, she learned to open the door. She does. Yeah, she opens the door. Like, she opened my sink cabinet to sleep on the towels and stuff. <laughs> and all of a sudden, like, one morning I shut it, all of a sudden I heard this. <laughs> <laughs> like this meow. <laughs> and I open it and there she's like looking at me like, what the fuck did you do? <laughs> my my cat, she's kind of a jerk, so. <laughs> so anyway. Campus performs Cecil Ryan reports Barker writes in the article, SpongeBob, SpongeBob's presence on Bikini Bottom continues the violent, racist expulsion of the Indonesian people from their land. And in this case, Cosmos, that enabled the U.S. powers extending their military interests post-war era. <laughs> this one cracks me up. Barker's takes the issue of cultural appropriation of the iconic Pacific Islands representation. According to Ryan, she specifically points out how buildings shaped like pineapples and eastern island statues of tikis as well as Hawaiian shirt monfits. Her whole article... Of going after Spongebob. It's fucking dumb. It is really dumb. She continues, The song directs encore of humor provided the viewer active role of defining Bikini Bottom as a place of nonsense as the audience's Instructed its natural nonsense of something you wish drop on the deck and flop like a fish. <laughs> That's part of the fucking theme song. That is part of the theme song of SpongeBob. It makes no sense. It's 
just funny. Barker then claims, those who watch the show are unwittingly participating in co-opting Bikini bot bikini story of exultion of the Bikinian people. I I sometimes wonder if this woman just has no life that she just wants to take something fun that somebody likes and just yank it out of there and be like racist. You are racist. How dare you love this SpongeBob SquarePants? That makes me want to buy a SpongeBob SquarePants t-shirt. <laughs> Just to upset people. If they go after Batman, shit's going to hit the fan. Batman's like one of the last things I enjoy, so don't take that away from me. But here's the kicker in Ryan's details. When While Barker admits the show creators likely did not have U.S coalition and mind while developing the cartoon she calls it disturbing that they did not realize that the bikini bottom and the bikini atoll at 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 all were not there for the taking the man who created the show passed away the reason he created the show was because he studied underwater life fishes and stuff so he and he was an animator so he took both things he liked and combined them into one i don't think he gave a shit about what this woman is complaining about spongebob squarepants is a cartoon for people to enjoy and listen you know watch and enjoy I mean, they're re-releasing the remastered Battle for Bikini Bottom, a video game I played a lot as a kid. Which I enjoyed. I enjoyed playing as Spongebob and beating things up. (laughs) I don't know why, but... It's just for entertainment. So enjoy Spongebob. Unlike this Barker woman where she states the show is providing racist, violent colony practices. She adds, We should be uncomfortable with this hamburger-loving community occupying the Bikini Lagoon and the way that it endures every aspect of sovereignty. As for the public comment, there was as for publication there has not been a response by the fictional town of Bikini Bottom and the people who live in it. <laughs> SpongeBob SquarePants is just a the latest cultural icon to be declared racist. The New York Times ran an op ed accusing Mary Poppins of being racist. Super Smash Brothers was accused of racism as Designs of the classic character Mr. Game and Watch. Marvel Comics writer Saladin Ahan attacked Kellogg's, describing uh, described the the 
character of two corn pops as racist. Marvel Comics variant homage to classic hip-hop album covers deemed racist. Let's not forget the Simpsons Apu. He was the outrage of the week back in 2018. Holly Barker's attack against... What do you think of Holly Barker's attack against Spongebob? Because I will tell you this. It's racist and stupid. (laughs) You're attacking... You're attacking a character that's 20 years old, which I can't even believe, as racist. If she goes after Scooby-Doo, I will fuck this bitch up. You leave that character alone. I'm just I'm putting it out there. If she tries to call Scooby-Doo racist or whatever, I will fuck that bitch up on sight. You leave that dog alone. So, <laughs> I I am completely dumbfounded. Completely completely dumbfounded of the entirety of that article. Just reading it, observing it. I laughed at it. I I, I was reading the article to my dad. We were on the way home from picking picking stuff up at the store. I was like reading it to him. He was like laughing hysterically. Like, this is the stupidest shit I ever heard. (laughs) We were just like joking around about... Somehow, like, this is a weird conversation. I gotta tell this story. Me and my dad, today, we were... We were driving... To the store. And... We somehow talked about food. (laughs) We talked about hamburger. (laughs) Which was really funny and hysterical. Because... I don't know why. We, We talked about baseball, like today's game against the Cardinals, against the Nationals, which is going to be great, because <laughs> if we win the NL, the National League Championship, we will be in the World Series, so hey, I hope we win, because that'd be wonderful, just getting to the World Series again, and you know, so we were talking about hamburgers, and we talked about this pasta restaurant, and we he brought up the pizza, Domino's Pizza, which was shit yesterday. <laughs> so, we talked about which was the best place to get a burger. And I still think the best place to get a hamburger from a restaurant is Culver's. I think Culver's has the best burger. Who has the best chicken sandwich, obviously, is Chick-fil-A. I, I don't know how we got to the subject of talking about burgers and stuff. And he's like, oh, remember the Jack-in-the-Box one? I He bought me a Jack-in-the-Box bacon cheeseburger. And it was like the worst thing I have ever ate. <laughs> Most recently today is... 
Domino's. The worst pizza I ever had. So, this bacon cheeseburger was the absolute worst thing I ever ate. They put so much mustard on the burger that it was the most ridiculous thing I ever seen. Like, they put like a slab of mustard. And it was gross. I just want to be like, they do know that mustard is not cheese spread, right? They, they put... So, I took a bite. I didn't even know how much mustard they put into it. I took a bite, and all I got was mustard. <laughs> I, 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 my eyes started watering, because all you taste is like the tangy mustard, and my cat is beating up the ghost thing that makes noise, so... It was the grossest thing I ever ate. I was just like, who puts mustard on a burger that much? Like, it's not even spicy mustard or honey mustard. They they, they just put a lot of mustard on that. And it was just gross. I, I never... I'm never going back there for a burger. At all. I'm never... I'm never going back there, so... Yeah, it was really bad. <laughs> and it was just, it was a funny thing. We were just talking about burgers and stuff. And anyway. Do, 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 do. <laughs> so. Anyway, um, I'm trying to figure out what the next article I'm going to be reading about. Hold on. Got another question from somebody. Did you play any of the... Oh man, why do people ask me that? Did you play any of the PC games that you recently talked about? <laughs> Um, no. I don't play those type of video games anymore. I, I think it's crazy and stupid. Oh, I remember this one. This was the Batman from... The Batman from Robot Chicken. Batman has zero, f- zero fucks to give. <laughs> Do you bleed? Before you answer, just know that I don't give a f- JK, I give so many f***s. Inside that bag are all the f***s I give. It's empty. Darn it, I'll just run over to the f- store. It's open till 9. Oh no, it's... 902. Enough with this silliness. Your fight is not with me. There is a greater threat. Oh, look! A vending machine. And there's one f- left. Alright, you're gonna check your pockets and say something like, Oh man, I don't have a dollar. Looks like I can't give a f-. So don't waste your time. But I have a dollar. 
no! The f*** got stuck. I cannot believe you went to all that effort just for this bit. I'm out of here. Gotcha, f***, Ted. Fresh on f***, too, for a dollar. No, 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 he left, bro. He's already gone. <laughs> I I love that. I, I love that. That is. <laughs> I love that. That is. I totally forgot about that one. That. <laughs> oh shit. I would. I would so. I so want to see that in a film. <laughs> that would have been that would have been brilliant if they did that in like Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice, where he just <laughs> so. Anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like laughing at this video because it's just I I never seen anything so brilliant before. <laughs> I'm I'm adding that to favorites to watch later on again. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> So anyway Did you watch any good horror movies? Um Not really. I like the thing that kind of bugs me is Anytime they play sci, anytime sci-fi or AMC plays horror movies, they really don't play the classic ones. They don't play the classic Texas Chainsaw or the classic, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street. They really play like all these remakes, and it just bugs the bugs the fuck out of me. Um, I just, I really, I really don't want to sit down and watch a remake of a classic horror movie. I want to watch the original, like, if I had to sit through Halloween, I don't want to sit through the Rob Zombie version of Halloween 1 or 2. I want to watch the original ones. I, I know, like, now, like, the Halloween 2 that John Carpenter wrote doesn't exist in the continuity since they did Halloween and Halloween and Halloween Kills and, you know, Halloween ends. How many Halloweens do you have? <laughs> so, like, I know recently in the news, like, they can't do, like, Friday the 13th due to, like, copyrights issues. Which makes no sense, like, in a way, I'm sort of glad <laughs> they, they haven't got to do another another Jason movie. I, for me, it's just like, if you're going to do a th Friday the 13th, 
movie. Just at least make it scary and entertaining. Like, I don't want to sit through... I haven't played the video game, for those who are wondering. I, I, I haven't played Friday the 13th video game. Because I don't really... Don't feel like it. And now they have, like, LeBron James involved with producing the next Friday the 13th film, and they're going to be calling it... And it'll be, like, a you know, direct sequel to Jason Lives. Ignoring all the previous films in the franchise, but, damn it, they're making... Friday the 13th, Jason Lives... It's stupid. The script is titled Jason Never Dies. It's going to be stupid. <laughs> it, you know, there's one film that deserves... Deserves... A reboot done properly. And treated with some damn respect. That's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I mean, look at Leatherface. I mean, look at him. This poor guy doesn't even get a chance to have a good film. I mean, they did uh, Texas Chainsaw 3D. Pure shit. Leatherface. A prequel to the original. That is a sequel to the re you know, the sequel reboot. You know, whatever they called it. I don't know completely a septic tank of shit. I mean, that film, Leatherface, was so bad. So bad. It didn't even go into theaters. It just went straight on to demand. I mean, at least the Matthew McConaughey, Renee Hellweger, Texas Chainsaw, at least that was decent. It was dumb and stupid, but you know, at least it was made decently. I mean, they filmed it in America. They didn't go over to... I honestly don't know where the hell they went to go film that film, but, you know. It wasn't in Texas. It wasn't in, even in Texas. It was, you know. I mean, how do you even call a film Texas Chainsaw if you made it in, like, Bulgaria? I don't know where they fucking filmed it. Who knows where they filmed it? Tell me in the comments. Lola sent off the ghost thing again. <laughs> so, anyway. I, I, it just, it always bugged me that they couldn't do a decent Texas Chainsaw film. And they sure as hell couldn't do a decent sequel to Blair Witch. They failed twice. <laughs> but, yeah, if... If they ever have to play horror movies that I have to sit through, at least, at least have the common courtesies. At least play a good one. I mean, if you're gonna do a good one, at least, 
At least play Silent Night, Deadly, Deadly Night Part 2. At least that'd be entertaining. What do you think of the movie Countdown? Um, pass. <laughs> I don't know, it's so dumb. I don't know, people might like it, I don't know. It just doesn't speak to me. I mean, if I had to sit through a horror movie, a scary, terrifying horror movie, play Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2 so I can hear this scene. Carpet Day! day <laughs> I <laughs> I love that scene you, you have to like watch it you have to like watch the scene in general because the dude's reaction is like over the top <laughs> and let me tell you if you're gonna kill somebody the, the, the meanest way to kill somebody is when they're moving garbage from their house to the sidewalk for the garbage people to pick it up that is the meanest way to kill somebody is because that person does not want to do that job so <laughs> anyway <laughs> that is that is just the meanest and cruelest way to take somebody out it's just that way anyway <clears throat> I'm going to be wrapping up the podcast uh, for those who are wondering, there is going to be um, no morning show for the weekend. I will be doing the course of the show on Mondays through Friday, depending how I feel. <laughs> Most likely I will do the podcast shows on Monday through Friday. Um, yeah, so I, I, I really enjoy doing the show. Uh, Monday show we will be talking about an obscure film that I once watched and hold on I'm looking it up I forgot the title it's it's one of those films I am not making this up I forget the title of this film. It's it's kind of sad though. I I I seen this film. You have a dark side. <laughs> I I do. I I love watching classic 
horror films that's scary and disturbing and stuff. Um, I'm trying to remember this fucking film. Damn. There's this film I once saw. Um, I forget that it's the name. Of, I forget the name of it. It's I'm not making this up. <laughs> it is a film that when you when you watch the film and it's like the, the dumbest film I have ever seen. When you watch the film, it's like, why am I watching this movie? And it's, it was made after they did the Blair Witch Project. And it's about these people who go into this haunted house, this mansion or something. And... And and throughout this film, these people go in there. I can't even remember the title of it. <laughs> it's pretty bad because I I seen this film like so many times, and I totally forgot the entire. film so I'm re-downloading Letterbox because I reviewed it once and I I like reviewed a lot of films <laughs> that like uh, Christmas Vacation 2 which we did do a podcast episode and we talked about it and See if I can find this film. Uh, Phoenix Forgotten, one film I wish I could forget about. If I didn't review this film on here and it's not on here, I'm gonna be pissed. Because <laughs> I re- I reviewed it. I am not making this up. I reviewed it. I talked about it, and I criticized a lot of it. Uh, damn it! It's not on there. Anyway, this film is about these people who go into this haunted mansion. And in this haunted mansion, they deal with a lot of scary, and I'm using air quotes, scary stuff. And throughout it, they... This woman who keeps, and throughout the film, going, White light. White light. Protect us, white light. Cover us, white light, with your guidance. And it was a stupid film. 
<laughs> it was so stupid that I was just like, what is this? And I just, I sort of sat there going like, this is just an awful film. There's a, there's a lot of films I really want to review on this show. Um, one film in particular I really, really, really want to review, I just really want to rip apart pieces, is the film called The Last Vampire on Earth. Written and directed by... I forget who wrote who wrote and directed. Anyway, it's written and directed by... Vitaly Versace. <laughs> who is... Known to direct films such as Born Into the Mafia. Cast Away. And Vitaly Versace's Psycho. Really, you, you had the nerve and the gall to make a film where you put your name on it and call it Psycho? There's only one person who could do that. Only one director who can have the gall and the nerve to do it because he's the best, and that is Alfred Hitchcock. You are no Alfred Hitchcock, my friend. You're just a man with a woman's bag name, Versace. So... <laughs> I will review... I will try to find out what that film is called. The, the Mansion one. I'll, I probably will post it on the Instagram page of the show, Josh of Gotham. And I will take great joy and an enjoyment of ripping apart a really bad Twilight rip-off film. I will enjoy it. Because the acting and let alone writing and editing is going to be great to rip apart and shred. So anyway, uh, last the final thoughts of the show is I hope everybody has a wonderful weekend. Um, if you're going to go see Joker, I, I highly recommend it. Because that is a good film. And let me tell you, a lot of people are saying it. It is one of the best films in the last decade. I don't know if I could agree to it, but it probably is. So, anyway. Uh, I am Josh. This is the podcast. So, I enjoy everybody listening to the show. And my cat is still going at that ghost thing. I can hear it all the way in here. <laughs> So, I better go see what my cat's doing before she beats up the ghost or takes something out of the kitchen cabinet. I don't know what she's doing. Thank you, love. So, anyway, I will see you all Monday, and I will find out what the name is of that stupid film. If I can't, then, you know what? We will rip apart that one Twilight ripoff film, so... Anyway, I will see you all Monday. Bye.